Don't be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, the minimum, the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to figure it out. Welcome to the fifth and final part in our short series on predators of the faith, meaning what are things that are destroying the faith, specifically of young people, but in general, why are people walking away from the faith? Why are people leaving Christianity? And we've been examining five of the the main ones that are given, five of the, in my mind, excuses people use. And Uh, So we've looked at biblical illiteracy, people just simply not even knowing what the Bible says, or more specifically for me, what the story of the Bible is. They don't know it, and so they they reject it. It's ignorance. Yeah. It's just plain and simple. Yeah. Uh, The second, and this is uh, the most intellectual one, this is the one, uh, honestly, it's a big deal, but uh, the problem of evil was the second one we addressed. And uh, the third one was hypocrisy, specifically, well, they're just a bunch of hypocrites anyway. Um, it's yeah. the biggest excuse one, I think. Yes. That people use this one and don't really. It's, it's, this, it's the easiest one to hit. Yeah. It's like, okay. It's the softball they lob to you. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, last week, we examined a politicized faith, which is a one that's currently a really big deal. That one fires me up, personally. Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we've seen it, it's an error on either side, um, as we talked about last week. So that's good. This, this last one is self-denial. Um, and what we mean by that is why, why (laughs) this is is a big deal. Why do people walk away from the faith? Because the faith is all about denying yourself. Yeah. If you said, what's it mean to be a Christian? A good answer could be daily denying myself. That, that, that I would be like, Oh, great job. (laughs) That's that's an incredible answer. Yeah. Daily dying to yourself. And in our society today, if you ask, just go out and ask, hey, who determines your self-worth? Oh, gosh. I'm just uh, imagining all those like late night hosts going on the, on the street mm, and they shoving yeah. mics in people's face yeah. and like, you know. I, I would surmise that the number one answer would be, I do. Who oh, determines a, yourself? 100%. I do. 100%. Now. Be true to yourself. yourself. Yeah. It's, so the, the other side of that, but that's not what the Bible answer would be. That's not what scripture says. Who determines your self-worth? Scripture says God determines your self-worth. He's already spoken over you what you are worth. Yeah, I've got here it like self-denial starts with admitting to yourself that the God of the universe, where we said creator, we like that phrase, right? Mm-hmm. Is the likely authority on on how life in the universe works best, right? If you're logically mm-hmm. thinking he created it, so what he says about it should be the authority. Absolutely. Is exactly opposite of what you just said. Right. Of what people are saying. The, the created one is the one determining, you, oh, it's, it's a big deal. So right along with that, if you asked people in our society, who determines right and wrong? They would also say myself. I determine what's right and wrong. Wait, or, wait, wait. Unless it comes to <laughs> other people's right and wrong. Yes. Yes. The, yeah, exactly. It, it, we're incredibly biased when it comes to ourselves. <laughs> right. Nobody else gets to determine what's right and wrong for me. But I get to call out. But I get to call out. And that's our whole society right now is I get to call out the wrong I see in you. 
Um, but you don't have the right to do that to me. Um, the the phrase I learned recently, uh, Joe gave it in our current sermon series called Believe No Lies. It, he talked about the rise of the authoritarian self. Oh, so good. It's such a good phrase. It means I am the one <laughs> in ultimate control of mm-hmm. right and wrong. I am the one who gets to decide what is right for me and nobody else gets to say otherwise. Uh, with that in mind. I, I think you just defined immaturity. I, I, I think when I think about being a man, when I think mm. about being a husband, yep. being a father, uh, maturity mm-hmm. looks like I am denying myself. Like I want to do this, but I have to do this. This right. is my job. This is my calling. This is my ultimate responsibility. That's great. Uh, immaturity mm. says I'm going to ignore that mm. and I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. Now you have a story that is, this is my favorite story I think I've ever yes. heard you tell in my if, life. If you've heard me preach, uh, there's so many different kinds of, of styles when people preach. Mm-hmm. Um, I respond to try to imitate good storytellers. Yeah. Uh, and so I try to tell good stories. And this was one that I get clapped back at me a lot. Because it was very memorable. And I, I was in the audience. I mm-hmm. was rolling laughing. And at the same time, angry at me. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, so Im- immature Jake. So growing up, Authoritarian I grew up, self. A, yeah, who wanted to be, this is every, this is every mm-hmm. teenager, right? Like mm-hmm. this is the core when they're struggling with identity and trying to figure out who they are. They're, they're breaking away from their parents' bonds because they want to rule themselves. This is, this is the Israelites at the bottom of the mountain building the golden cap. Like, <laughs> like this is such a, this is the issue. Yeah. Yeah. Authority himself. Like we mm. believe ourselves to be God. Uh, and, and it's in, in a small, funny way I did this. Uh, so growing up in a small town, we, my parents bought a house on five acres and we mowed five acres. Mm. So one meaning, of my, we meaning my brothers and I. Um, and so from about age eight until I moved out, Mowing was a weekly, mm-hmm. weekly job. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated mowing. Uh, pretty classic middle child. I was the one who, you know, um, details are not a thing. My room is always messy. Laziness is an easy sin for me to fall into. I have to really practice discipline because laziness mm. is such an easy trap for me. Uh, my parents' favorite punishment when we got in trouble was we no longer get to use the riding mower. We have to push Ooh. mow the yard. Great punishment. So it, a three and a half or four hour job turns brutal. into a 48 hour. I mean, it took the whole weekend. That's all you did was push mode. And so uh, being the authority himself, uh, I got in trouble. I, I have no idea for what. Well-deserved, whatever it was. Um, I go out and as I'm pulling out the the lawnmower, I just like, I don't want to do this. I mm-hmm. don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this. And so my impulsive self decided I'm going to damage this lawnmower. Mm. So what I did, I pulled out a pitchfork. We had some some pigs and animals that we, you know, pushed hay around. And so we had this pitchfork. And I took one of the, the tines of the pitchfork, the teeth of the pitchfork, and I poked a hole through the gas tank uh, of this lawnmower. Because what a lawnmowers need to run, Caleb, they need fuel. Uh, and then I told my dad as I was mowing, honestly, this is not a terrible lie, um, a stick came up and poked a hole in this plastic gas tank. Uh, I got away with it for about 24 hours until my dad comes out and is like, find me the perfect round stick <laughs> that poked a hole in this. You point to the stick. 
because it was a perfectly round, you know what I mean? Uh, we went back and forth on this forever. What, what you, <laughs> sorry. So stupid. What do you mean you went back and forth? Like, uh, you, you this kept was, I, for I probably stick? was like 15 or 16. You know what I mean? To the, there's a point where teenagers realize, like, if I just own this and there's no camera evidence, I'm just going <laughs> to fight you on this. Like, you're, I'm never going to agree. I'm never going to admit. Just deny. Deny, 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 deny. 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 Uh, to this day, it's an argument in our house. Honestly, anytime I've gone home, and dad's like, you owe me a mower. I was like, I'm not buying you a mower. <laughs> you know? uh, so it feels good to get that weight off my shoulders here, Caleb, that I'm admitting this sin, I guess. Uh, but what was it? The authoritarian self. Yeah. I I didn't want to mow. I know what's right for me. Yeah. <laughs> what's right for me is right for me. And it was one of the heights of my immaturity. I, I think mm. I can say that. It was mm. some of the height of my immaturity. And as I was thinking about this, I was reading some resources. I was trying to figure this out. Caleb. Mm. I think this, this uh, predator mm. actually is the main predator. Mm. I don't think it's the scariest looking one. I don't think it's the one that gets the most attention. Uh, I think that when it really boils down to why are people walking away? Yeah. We just had a conversation with a guest on, on the podcast. Uh, and, and he said, I, you know, I, I wasn't agnostic. I wasn't atheist. I just didn't want to go. Mm. And when it came down to it, like he wanted, he wanted to mm -hmm. do everything else because we look at God's rule and we think I know better. Mm. We don't give the creator of the universe, the benefit of the doubt that he is the authority, the right and good authority that knows mm. how to run our life. And so then we just shuck off all these responsibilities. Mm. So when kids go to college and they don't have the boundaries or the guardrails of their parents saying, Hey, come to church, come to church, go do these things. Uh, partying is way more fun. Sleeping around is way more fun. Uh, sleeping in and, and or staying up late, and ignoring your responsibilities at eight AM class, mm. way more fun than going to eight AM class, isn't it? Uh, for the adults, uh, swiping the credit card, way more fun. Mm. I mean, we could keep going. Then be, yeah, then being financially responsible. Yeah, like any immaturity you could point out, we could point this out. Yeah, and and I think when it comes to faith in God and living out a Christian lifestyle, if you're ever choosing yourself. I don't think you're being a good follower of Jesus. Mm. And the self, <laughs> I, I've referenced this before on the podcast, but it it, 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 it applies to so many different areas. Uh, Lucas Vaughn in, in a parenting class, speaking <laughs> up saying, why do I ask my kids? Why? Why did you do that? When I don't know why I do what I do most of the time. Meaning, even if I was the authoritarian self, how often are you completely sold on what you did? Meaning, it, have you never had self-doubt or have you never had been conflicted? Have you ever been like, no, that even looking back, that was the right thing to do. So not even taking an actual other authority, use your own authority inward. As a gauge. Yeah would you stand behind every one of your actions? And if you did, uh, no. Nobody could legitimately look at every one of their actions and using their own standards say, yes, that was right, that was true, that was good. Um, and if you really feel like you're the authority, write the book, please, please write the book. Because parenting is just an example. I can't think of a day that I wake up and be like, yep, killed it. Nailed I it. Nailed it. Like, here is the certificate that I got for World's Best Dad. You know what I mean? 
And it's not like you're an insecure person. <laughs> <laughs> this is a bonus. No, no. Favorite story of mine uh, from Jake when he was interviewing uh, to come here. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. I'll just quickly tell it. Uh, Caleb was... Sorry, I'm throwing, throwing this Caleb had just left staff, but it was still in the church. I was coming on as youth pastor. And yeah. Joe or somebody was like, hey, man, like... Caleb's not going anywhere, and this could be kind of intimidating for a new guy, for the you know the old guy to be around. You know, we want mm-hmm. you to be able to build relationships, all the things. It legitimately, right. it was a good question. It's a good question, mm-hmm. and my uh, self authoritarian, authoritarian self uh, said, "Oh, don't worry, I have no lack I'm of th- self confidence. <laughs> I have plenty of self confidence." Like Caleb would have never entered my head because I'm like, I'm, I'm way I'm better. Yeah, I'm way. Better. This is fine. So just in that, so you saying. There's not a single day goes by that I would go to bed at the end of the day and be like, yeah, I nailed this day. I got it all right. Yeah, best I'm doing you, is a six out of ten you are not, on the best day. <laughs> you are not somebody that struggles with self-confidence. Yeah. Uh, there are other people that genuinely do struggle with self-confidence. That that would be a, a big issue for is, mm-hmm. is just this self-doubt and self and, and I would be the same way. I'm not, I'm not there beating myself up too often. Yeah. Um, I, I would have... <laughs> Not said it in that way. Uh, in fact, in my interview, it was really funny. I said almost the opposite. I was like, hey, I do appreciate verbal feedback. Uh, tell so me I'm pretty. <laughs> tell me I'm pretty. I was like, hey, so, because I know that that's something that's very true in church ministry in general. Like, people tend to hear all the negatives and they never hear the positives. Mm-hmm. So, literally, in my interview, I was telling the deacons, like, hey, if there's something that I'm doing well, I would appreciate you telling me that. Um, but that being said, uh, We've got to look at this idea of self-denial and bringing this back. And and I am not the one in charge. I'm not the one in ultimate authority. The authoritarian self is not true. Uh, You have a quote written down here Mm -hmm. or some notes. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is that we believe in self-denial for others. (laughs) Yeah. 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 So I I think just this idea is that we believe in self-denial for others but we're all biased towards ourselves. So I think when you actually think about it, uh, no one really trusts their brain totally, mm. right? Like, I don't care how you think it works, how you think it was created, how you think it got here. Everyone agrees, agrees, excuse me, that it's not entirely trustworthy. Mm. Like very few people actually allow themselves complete libertarian freedom to act on every impulse and desire. Like you could just imagine the world we would live in if every desire, just if you and I, Caleb, decided, just thinking about Mound City, our community, Lynn County, if we decided we're just going to act on every little impulse we had, mm-hmm. it, it would affect our what's, communities. What's that movie? Isn't it called like The Purge or something like that? Oh. I've never watched it. But uh, like, yeah, where they decide just, murder is no, legal there's for... There's no rules. Yeah. The, and <laughs> it's a horror movie. Uh, As it should be. As it should be. Uh, there's another movie called Yes Man with Jim Carrey in it, oh. <laughs> where he says, I thought this is where you're going yes to everything. Yes. Uh, and at the beginning, it looks like his life gets better. Mm-hmm. But he realizes as he says yes to everything, he can't say, to say yes to the most important things, you have to say no to the least important things. You know what I mean? Like mm. there are some things that you do not do not exist in the same space. Mm. Like to say yes to being a good dad and good husband and a follower of Jesus, you have to say no to yourself. Right. That's just plain and simple. Mm. Um how many uh, i was watching an nfl game i just had a conversation with a guy this week um he was in an nfl game and i was and i've watched the nfl games where uh we wonder why sexuality is such an issue why uh, uh pornography addiction is such an issue but but then or you know 
sexualizing women is such an issue. Mm-hmm. But as I watched the dancers for the, for the teams to come out in the midfield in mm-hmm. hardly any clothes and mm-hmm. they dance the way they're dancing, I'm like, this, of course this is an issue. Mm-hmm. We're not denying ourselves. We're just saying, this is good for me, but you can't do this. Mm-hmm. This is good for me. And so this is self-biased. We're like, I can trust me, but I can't trust anyone else. I can mm-hmm. say that's wrong and point out, but I can't actually see. It's actual true hypocrisy, because, but I can't, I'm so blinded to what's actually happening myself mm-hmm. that uh, we're breaking the things around us. It's so unchristian. Yeah. This is this idea of self-denial. One of the, my favorite passages dealing with this, and, and I've got two I want to share with you, but um, it's Philippians chapter two, which as a yep. Christian, we are one who is in Christ. And well, I'll just read it. Paul, speaking to the, the believers of, at, uh, at Philippi, sorry, says this. So if there is any encouragement in Christ any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and with one of mind. And here's do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not look out only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Having this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped. Meaning he didn't lift himself up as the ultimate authority. This is God in the flesh. He is the authority. The only one who has claimed to be the ultimate authority. He did not lift himself up, but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant and being born in the likeness of Ben and being found in human form, he humbled himself by, this is key, by becoming obedient. Mm. He did not establish the authoritarian self. The way he was humble was by obeying to the point of death. Jesus obeyed all the way to the cross. Even the, po- even the death on the cross. And then it says, therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name. So that the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus, Jesus is Lord to the glory of God the Father. This is, so Jesus is our example. And, and here at the end, that is what it means to be a Christian is to acknowledge the Lordship of Christ. And that's an awesome word. What do you hear when you hear the word Lord? Yeah, I, I think this is a word say you could do just at oh, home. If you're, if you're wondering what you want to do in your Bible study, if you're, if you're lost here, just mm. do a word study over Lord. Um, it's not an easy word. It should be a heavy word. Mm. If I am saying someone is my Lord, I'm giving them full access and full control of my life. Mm. So not only am I saying, hey, Whatever you say, I'm going to do. And whatever the outcome is, I'm going to trust you. That's what being subservient to a Lord means. Mm -hmm. I think this is really, really hard for people, though. This is self-denial. But but looking at Jesus, um, I'm going to pull Caleb. I just read, I've just finished a book. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You've read it, The Furies of Cauldron, Jim Jim Butcher. Uh, And there's this, it's a fantasy book, so hold on with me just for a sec, but just a little context. There is this alien force that's coming in to conquer a people. And what makes them different is they take over people, and then these people don't really, they ignore pain, they ignore, it's just pure logic. 
Like that's how they win. And then the the people, the heroes of the story, the way that they win the battle is that they're willing to sacrifice themselves for the good of other people. Mm. And uh, that confuses the head of the alien force because they're like, I can't logically compute with this idea that you would give up your life. Mm. and To save others. Yeah, yeah. And so the story of the gospel, to Jesus took you here, is the upside down kingdom of Jesus is this, that he said, I'm obedient to the point of death. Mm. Like, when everyone else would say, no, 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 I'm out. I say, I'm trusting God that he's gonna, I'm going to do what he tells me to do and I'm going to trust the outcome. And Jesus is saying, I'm going to trust God with the outcome. That's a big deal. My, uh, I've said this hundreds of times now. To be a Christian means you believe that Jesus came and lived the life you were meant to live. Good. Meaning he perfectly was God's image and likeness. That Jesus came and died the death that you deserve to die as a traitor, as a rebel against God. And then he rose to new life. Yes. And now invites you to participate with him. That That's the way I say it, but it Galatians 2, 20 says it this way. Mm, I love this verse. It's This is self-denial. I have been crucified. I have died with Christ. It is no longer I who live. Meaning this, this flesh that's walking around, it's not me any longer. It's Caleb. It says... It is Christ who lives in me. This is why we talk about inviting Jesus into your heart, into your life, because that's what, it's now Jesus that's driving me, that's Lord of my life. And the life I now live in this flesh, in this human body, I Uh still have a body. I live by faith in the son of God, who, who loved me and gave himself for me. That's it. That we are not the ultimate authority. We are not the authoritarian self. In fact, we don't even exist anymore. In this verse, we have died, participated in the death of Christ. And now we are raised to new life in him. It is all that that's. uh, I was in high school. And I had, uh, there was this uh, missionary partner that our, uh, I'd grown up, he comes back every four years and would live for a year with us. So it was this guy I'd looked up with to. you in your home, uh, not necessarily with us, but in like at our church. Um, and my family is close with their family. Uh, Dave Percy is his name, uh, with new tribes, Bible Institute, uh, which is now ethnos 360. Um, anyway, I was in high school. I might've been, he asked me this question. He's like, what is at the heart of Christianity. And I'd grown up in the church. I, I was planning to go to Bible college and, and be a youth pastor. And, and I was thinking, and was thinking, I honestly don't remember what I answered. Um, it was so profound. You forgot it. It was so profound. I forgot <laughs> it. But he was like, mm, no, uh, he, he said it in a nice way, but uh, he was like the heart of Christianity is taking dead things and making them alive. It's death to life. Mm-hmm. And we have died to our old self, and now we're alive in Christ Jesus. The more we perpetuate this idea of the authoritarian self that's just living in your death, as a Christian, you've been made alive as part of Christ, though. You are acknowledging him as Lord of 
your life. One of my uh, favorite quotes. Well, uh, l- let me ask this and I'll share that quote later. What, h- how do you start practicing self-denial as a Christian? Oh, that's great. You know, my, my time here, I think there was a lot of maturing in my first handful of years and I, I hope I continue to mature here. Uh, but a lot, a lot of truck rides with Joe trying to figure things like this out, trying to figure out like how I can start breaking some of the laziness and the self authoritarian patterns. I didn't have those words for it then, but I remember asking him like, Hey, you do all these things. What's your most important discipline? And he mm. totally juked me and was like, Oh, the discipline, just finding discipline is the most important discipline. Mm. And so I've always, I tell people all the time, like you want to, you want to have this cool spiritual discipline, be a, a foundation in your life. You need to be practicing. You have it here, practicing other small disciplines. Mm. So that's waking up and making your bed. It's waking up and mm-hmm. making sure you eat. It's waking up. Let's just start there. It's, it's, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it's a before a, you know, I tell students if school starts at eight 15, don't wake up at seven 30, wake up at six, mm. be mainly prepared, you know? And so that's that self-denial find something that you hate to do when we were both lifting weights this morning mm-hmm. uh and i said out loud at some point like we were doing a certain and then we was certain we were doing like bench press or something we dropped down and did we normally do push-ups right after <laughs> we hate it yeah. you hate it i hate it yeah. Yeah, it's uh lean into the things that you hate that are good for you lean into those things and it's going to help you deny yourself yeah. small little wins before you try to do the big things is how i would start I would add with that, the second element right there and going back to just this morning, do it in a community, meaning help, get yeah. other people around you that are, are, are moving in the same direction. Now, obviously that's not the first time if you've listened to any other episode yeah. of don't be an idiot. Community, community comes up, community, is, community, community. Yeah. Uh, so start with small things. Don't try and deny yourself in the, in the w- whatever it is. Start with practicing daily small things. And then second, do it in a community that, that knows, that supports, that's encouraging you there. You know a weird one for me that I practice? It's been for a handful of years now. You ever like, maybe this is not you, maybe this is my personality though. Like if you throw, say I finish this water bottle and I throw it towards the trash can and it bounce, hits the lip, it bounces off and walk away from that. Mm. I, I would normally just, uh, someone, will, someone will pick that up. <laughs> uh, I, I have legitimately like get two steps away and like stop, mm. turn around. Mm. go pick it up mm. just get it that sounds people are going to be watching no, no. me now if i throw just <laughs> you walk by a piece of trash outside just little you're talking about yeah. these little weird little, little things that you notice in yourself to to deny that we, we I, I i call them guardrails uh just when i do that little thing uh doing some uh premarital counseling with a couple just last night and one of the things i said should be a guardrail is when you say the words always or never Oh, okay. in conflict. That should be an instant. You always like, say. Yeah. yeah. So set up. That's a real little thing. But alarm bells should start going off in your head whenever you say always or never. And, and that's what we're talking. It's small things. That's uh, so good. Yeah. Regularly. Uh, and well, and that's the third thing I would say. Do it regularly. And, and like you said, every time I throw something in, and don't get to the trash can. Um, we'll talk about this in some other, but in addiction recovery, you have to learn, you have to be ridiculously committed to the truth about yourself. So for me, anytime I tell a lie or a half truth, alarm bells start going off in my head. Like I have to every single time start doing that. So 
that that's how you start practicing self-denial and that's in in the big things uh hey start with i don't eat dessert after dinner or maybe you even say i'm gonna not eat dessert after this dinner (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah whatever it is If, if food is is the thing to start saying no because the whole point is that you walk with christ and that you look like christ and remember the whole big point here is so you don't walk away from the faith when we start giving in into these little things and, and start removing Christ as Lord and start lifting back up ourselves and our feelings and our, th- and our own thoughts as the authoritarian self, that will ultimately always 100% of the time lead to walking away from the faith because we've denied the faith. Yeah. Jesus is Lord is what it means to be a Christian. And uh, so this is why it's such a big deal. But there's this brokenness in you. You, I think some of this is also realizing like you need to be, you said honest with your, yourself, mm-hmm. like, but you need to be honest and, and recognize you are not Lord. Like that sounds yeah. so silly, but you need to recognize your brokenness, your temptations, your shortcomings. Uh, this is a pretty common illustration, right? You're, you're this fish looking outside your, your tank thinking, man, that's where freedom is. If I could just get out of this tank, then yes, life is going to be better. Life is going to be so much better if I could just get out of this tank. And so one day the fish swims up and jumps out. Where does that lead, Caleb? Mm. Death. Always. It's 100%. death. We're playing. Like you're, we're so quick to think this is not that big of a deal if I do mm. this. You're playing with death. Mm. That's what you're doing. And so parents, like if you're worried, if, you, if you're sitting here and you're thinking, I'm worried about this all the time, how can I make sure that in 19, 20, 23, 25, yeah. how are, can I be sure that my kids are going to hold on to their faith. Mm. Well, one, they're not your kids, they're God's. And mm-hmm. at some point you have to release that. But the other, there's some, you can be working now to be practicing self-denial with your kids. Right. And it starts also practicing self-denial with yourself. Mm. This is one of my favorite quotes. It's from Richard Foster uh, in his book, Celebration of Discipline. Um, and it's all about spiritual disciplines. By the way, this is also echoed in the Bible. Um, it's echoed by Jocko Willings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, this is a huge concept, but discipline brings freedom. Yeah. Discipline, the, the fishbowl, the discipline of staying in the fishbowl is where life is experienced. That's what, and that's what self-denial is. Um, all of life is, is choices, is decisions, uh, it is value decisions. What do you value more? So sticking with that, that's the discipline. That's the self-denial. Do you want to experience life and life abundantly? Okay, then you have to say no to other things, the things that bring death. If you want to be a Christian, means that you've acknowledged Jesus Christ as Lord. Now, that doesn't mean you live it out perfectly, right? That's the whole point of the gospel, the reminder, daily reminder. But it means you're moving towards that. And in the power of of Jesus Christ, who is alive in you, you are moving closer and closer to that through the daily denial of yourself, the daily discipline of self-denial. There's a weight to being a Christian. I think sometimes we have made it so seeker-friendly and we're so concerned with getting people in the door. Mm-hmm. I want people here. I want as many people to hear the gospel. But mm-hmm. becoming a Christian God rescuing you from your sin and death and awfulness means that you now play by a set of rules. Yeah. Like there, go back to that, that Philippians. It's obedience 
yep. that Jesus practiced faithfulness. Like, if you want to know, how am I supposed to be a good Christian? Obey the rules that God has you. That means that you talk a certain way, that you don't watch certain things, you don't participate in certain things. That means, like, Sean and I talk all the time, like, we are having a hard time finding a show to enjoy together hmm. because of the rules that God has put forward. Right. You know what I mean? Uh, it's not an easy thing. No. There's weight to it. Stop making Christianity look like it's a play date in the sand. Like, it's just not what it is. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to practice biblical Christianity, it means you're going to practice this self-denial. It's dying to yourself every day. It's why the Bible says the way is narrow that leads, mm. that leads to God and is mm. wide that leads to destruction. Mm. This is, it, you hit on one of my favorite things to <laughs> hate on, uh, this seeker-sensitive movement of, of, hey, I think we've made the gospel too easy now. Oh yeah. L- let me clarify. No, all the thought. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it is all about Jesus and it's not about anything you can do. Don't hear that. It's anything you do, but it is you admitting <laughs> that you are powerless and that's not easy. It's admitting that you cannot be good enough and that's not easy. It's admitting that I have made a mess of my life and that's not easy. And then it's saying, I'm going to live, I'm going to obey someone else's rules, regardless of how I feel about them. That's what it means to be a Christian. And then to, to, to believe that and then to start practicing that. That's the second step, the third yeah. step, uh, which second step we always talk about, baptism. That's uh, step one in obeying Jesus Christ is to get baptized. That's obeying somebody else's rules, obeying someone as an authority over you. And that's, that's why I think we both, when you gave me this list, that's why this one jumped out to me. As the, the first one, biblical literacy is one of my favorite ones because I love teaching the Bible and I want people to know the Bible. But this one was the one that hit me the most and that, ah, this is hard. I have a a mental and logical answer for all the other four that I can mm-hmm. walk through these. Yeah. But yeah. this one is tomorrow I'm gonna have to wake up and deny myself. Like mm-hmm. every new day, this is practiced. Whether you've been a Christian for four years or forty years or four days, this is what that looks like. Yeah. Uh you never grow beyond this. I, I'm sitting That's here amazing. as as I'm thinking about talking to seniors and talking to college students and mm-hmm. like, hey, how's it going? Like this needs to be one of my questions. How are you denying yourself? Hmm. Like, why are you shocked that you're struggling? Mm. Why are you shocked that you have this porn addiction? Why are you mm. shocked that you are eating junk and don't feel good? Why are you shocked that you're struggling to read your Bible when you stay yeah. up until 2.30 and wake up at 10.30? Like, yeah. this is the answer. You said it's not easy. But it is simple. Yes, it's not easy, yeah. but it's simple. Yeah, do the like, mm-hmm. do the work, not because you're earning God's favor or love, because by doing this, we're lifting up the work of Jesus Christ to say exactly. that it was His death was worth this. Mm. Because when we ignore and we fall into the self-loving or self-loathing, whatever mm-hmm. the self-other authoritarian self is, we're cheapening the work of the cross, Absolutely. and that's dangerous. Mm-hmm. I we're at thirty five minutes. I think yeah. we could have gone an hour and a half. Yeah, um, and we could we could have 
there's branches yeah thousands of different ways of what self-denial actually looks like and we're going to leave that up to you uh the listener to to start working through what are the areas of your life where you need to start acknowledging jesus christ as lord share that with somebody and share it so small things uh in community over time regularly that's where life change takes place so man maybe next time we'll share what we're trying to share with (laughs) we're trying to deny so uh guys thanks so much uh, this has been Don't Be an Idiot. Be an idiot. Changed my life. Expecting the minimum, 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 the minimum. That's a formula I can live by. Don't be an idiot. Get up and do better. Two imperfect pastors trying to figure <laughs> it out. 